listening to the Garage Guys Fantasy Sports Podcast. Welcome back to another week of the Garage Guys Fantasy Sports Podcast. I'm Chase Holden, and we are joined uh, tonight. Jordan has made it back in the building. How you been? How was your, your week off, Jordan? It kind of sucked, man. It, it, it Something just felt weird by not doing the cast. It was it was really weird, but I'm back this week. I'm ready to go. We missed you. We, we had joked about how you were still stuck in between the goalposts where they could follow you on Twitter last week. So we're glad you found a way down. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, we're also joined. Uh, by we have a very special guest on the show. She is uh, in our Garage Guys Fantasy Sports Pro League. Also, is a writer for the Athletic, um, and uh, is uh, for uh, she's with her fantasy football. And you can hear her on SiriusXM Fantasy Sports Radio. Uh, none other than Miss Brandon Marianne Lee. Thanks for being on the podcast, Brandon. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. It's uh, it's fun. It's it's more fun to be on the show, I think, than in the league for me this year. But I appreciate it. <laughs> oh, I definitely, <laughs> definitely got to talk about that. But uh, I, I just we just uh, found out that uh, you have some really big news to share. So we're pretty excited to get to break it on our podcast. Uh, you have anything you want to tell the listeners? Oh yeah, so I I've officially uh, passed my background check. So I guess I can talk about it now. I believe. verified. I believe, um, but I will be doing an article for NFL.com uh, starting this week on Friday, so you can check it out. It'll be surprising stats article. Uh, it'll happen every Friday. Uh, you know, it's fascinating though um, because there's a massive background check. There's some serious stuff, so uh, I, I, I seem to have checked out okay. Uh, you did. To write one article, you really got to get through some stuff. But uh, we're here. a lot of hoops. It's like going through Fort Knox, <laughs> and now. Now you got the, uh, I see, was it recently you got the uh, Twitter verification too? I did, I did. I was right for Sportsline. I think they actually went through all the people that were hired for The Athletic and just kind of did it in one foul swoop. I, I didn't do anything special. I just woke up on, uh, I think it was Labor Day, and there it was, and I started laughing. I was like, honey, I think this is supposed to be a big day. I don't know if we celebrate. Do we go out to dinner? I don't know. I've never thought about this. But, <laughs> yeah, it was kind of cool. <laughs> how, many, how many mimosas did you have that morning? Oh, like five. Or <laughs> there we no, go. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean, this is the Garage Guys podcast, of course. Uh, no, I, I think um, it was one of those things where I had actually been with the footballers, uh, the fantasy footballers before. I, I was the person who opened up their Philadelphia tour. Okay. Or a section of their tour. So I did kind of the opening, you know, like welcome to everybody and then announcing them. And it was really fun. But while we were there, we were talking about how Mike wasn't verified. And he got verified, I think, the same day. So they must have just done like a big fantasy football verification Labor Day weekend style. Uh, it was pretty cool. So, uh, no, I don't think it was the same day. But it was like it was like two days before. It was that same week. And I was like, they must be just really hitting everybody. So you guys just wait. It'll happen. I'm telling you. Oh, yeah. Labor I'm about Day, to say. I'm looking at you. I'm looking it's at that, you. Yes. It sounds like you're the uh, the verification wizard. So we're definitely going to keep you close. <laughs> 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 For sure. But, uh, but yeah, so you're on the show. We're happy to have you. And uh, you were talking a little bit about how, you know, it's better to be on the podcast than you are doing in the league this year. 
Yeah. Uh, oh so my gosh. Oh and four. Um oh not how four. anybody wants to start. Um so I was uh me and Jordan were talking about it the other day actually and we were we were sitting there just like, man, like that's gotta that's gotta suck. That's gotta suck so bad. I don't know about that. Um I'm only one spot ahead of her. So, uh, <laughs> It's more like you were saying it's got to suck, not necessarily me, because I'm just one game ahead. Yeah. I, I do want to say, even though I'm zero and four, I'm still not last. There is someone below me, so that's the good news here. Uh, there are two people that are one and three, uh, quite a few two and twos. Uh, but, you know, I think the, you know, Team Sealy, he's just killing it right now. Chase, you're killing it. You killed me the other week. Um, Stoner Squad is actually doing well. Team Bender, Florio. Uh, you know, I just had one of those things where I just have a lot of injuries and a lot of mediocrity, and I actually get this. I have a lot of mediocre teams. It's all about, I think, draft position this year, and typically I don't care about draft position, to be honest with you. I agree with you 100%. But when you're I in had... that seven spot with DeAndre Hopkins, I was like seven or eight, and I picked DeAndre Hopkins. You just get killed. Yeah. Yeah. Big time, and I'll say, like, when you're talking about draft position, like, I don't know, for me, like, it's just, I, I get really hyped up because, like, I get in my mock drafts, and I just, like, I have that number. Um, I know a lot of leagues that you probably join into, though, it's just kind of randomized. We like to do our drawings and stuff like that just to kind of help prep up. Is that cheating? Would you consider that cheating? No, 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 not at all. I okay. did, You know, I just think, like, in a 12-man league, my first pick was Hopkins, and my second pick was Freeman. It had to be that way, like because there right. were no other running backs left. And then when I came on the way back, I was able to get. Um, then I doubled up on running backs. I went uh, Drake and Collins because I thought, well, I you know I can't just have Freeman there, and one of these three will work out. Well, pff, no, uh... you know I was like, well, at least one will work out. Nope, nope, nope. So I was lucky enough to, to pick up Giovanni Bernard, which is like insane that I'm saying that, and he'll be useless in, in a week <laughs> or two. Uh, but you know, it, it just, I got crucified, uh, at that position. And I know a lot of people that have very similar teams, uh, that what I have, they call into my shows all the time and they, it's nuts. So, um, and Howard Bender and I always do, and he's in this league too. We do our live streams on Thursday nights and Sunday mornings. And I would say that a large portion of our listeners have that same draft spot that was like eight ish, I think Right. that and they just got mauled. And it's been really hard to catch up unless you hit a bunch underneath. And it's just it's it's been it's been tough. It looked it looked good on paper though. Like your team your yeah. team looked really well on paper in the beginning of the season. It's just that's just how it stacks up sometimes. But like you said, you always have that trend for like, you know, one draft position just completely just gets shit on. So it's just one of those things that you just never really know what's going to happen, and it just kind of comes up at the last minute. But the main thing is now is we're in week five. And so what do you – I mean, like, what, what is your strategy going forward? Like, and especially a lot of our listeners that are in the same situation, how do you pull yourself out of that rut and get back to victory at that point? Yeah, and also I had Delaney Walker. I want to put that out too. And, and oh, then, another, another stab to yeah. the heart. <laughs> and, then, and then I picked up Tyler Eifert in his place. So this week was also – Yeah, class. it just keeps happening. It's okay. Here's the deal. I'm in, like, over 20 regular leagues where I have, like, set my lineups. Um, and I don't suggest that for anyone, by the way, first of all. But, it, you know, so it's just like, you know, you win some, you lose some. Um, it's fine. But when you're in a lose some situation, first of all, in four weeks, it's not the end of the world. Um, and what you need to do, though, is that I, I actually wrote about this today on The Athletic in the mailbag that we do every week. Um, 
And I, I talk about how you can kind of fix this sinking ship. One is that if you have Le'Veon Bell and you didn't get James Car- Connor or any other suitable fill-in, the good news is that there's rumors that Le'Veon Bell is coming back. So if you're in that situation and you're 0-4, and four, you sit pretty. Um, and I, I think if you have a decent amount of points, you're going to be fine with Le'Veon Bell coming back. He's supposedly coming back around with 7 or 8. That's a little far. Um, but the good news is if you feel like you really need to like crazy town with Le'Veon Bell, this is the time to sell him because it is rumored he's coming back in week seven to someone who's winning already. Okay. Yeah. One and of I your, kn- yeah, go ahead. I was going to say, I, I know Jordan was itching to talk about that um, with the whole James Conner, Le'Veon Bell thing. So, I mean, then the whole spectrum of everything that's going on now, mm-hmm. if you do have him, he is on that bench. That's a huge plus that you'll have possibly. But then what about the other side of it where he does get traded? And I don't know. I mean, I did. I mean, what did I remember? What were you telling me earlier about it? I'm trying to remember exactly what it was. I would I would say if he gets if he gets traded, if I'm like if he gets traded to another team that I think the upside of him would probably be even more the way that they hate him in Pittsburgh now. I, I agree with you. I actually don't have any problem with it. I think, I think this is, uh, he's one of those talented people that it makes no difference to me whatsoever where he is. Except I mean, when he's in the strip club. Right. Or smoking <laughs> weed. Just don't yeah. smoke weed and then we're fine. Uh, oh, yeah, no. I, I think the main problem here is that um, I, I, I don't like that he's going to be out to week seven. And, but the thing is, is that if, if someone's already winning, they don't care. Now they're thinking championship. His, his value just went up, like big time, to right. winning teams. You can't trade him to a team that's already losing because they're going to say it's not worth it to them, and they're right. But if, if a team's already winning, this is a really good thing. I almost traded for James Conner two days ago. I almost accepted a trade for James Conner because it was before, you know, any of this stuff came out. And I'm so glad I didn't with all this coming out about Lev Bell now. But that he's actually going to come and, and actually – well, we really don't even know if he's actually going to play or not yet. Like, is he is he saying that he's going to come play or is he saying he's just going to report during the bye week of seven? I mean, he's, it's, all, it's all hearsay. So at this point, we really don't know anything. But listen, I mean, you know, we can sit here and we can we can say, oh, it's going to really stink if he's on the Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, but, you know, to be honest with you, David Johnson is in the worst possible situation and he still had double digit games in three of the four starts. I mean, everyone's complaining about it. I get it because it's not the David Johnson we were all hoping for, but he's still not terrible. I mean, people are acting like David Johnson is like the worst running back. Listen, I just told you who my running backs are. That's the worst situation, people. <laughs> David Johnson, it's not the worst situation. He showed up this week, though. That's absolutely right. And the week before, yeah. he is 16.1 uh, PPR points. In week one, he has 17.7 PPR points. It was just week two where he had 6.1, and we all freaked out. And also, his, his coaching is just terrible. I mean, listen, there's a lot of problems. But even with problems, he's still putting up points. So I, I'm not concerned about Lev Bell. I think the other thing is if you're lacking in just one skill set – you just you need to pair up and start making trades. And I'm all for the two-for-two two deals because usually that's when you can get a little more value because someone likes one of them a little more than the other. I think one-for-ones are really tough right now. They just people, you know, unless it's like one elite for another elite but different positions, it's really hard. Uh, and then if it's Injury City, I know this is bad. I think you need to get rid of some of these guys. I'm talking Leonard Fournette, Devonta Freeman, Joe Mixon. If Trade Devontae Freeman to the guy who has Tevin Coleman. 
Yeah, give people them the handcuffs. Want yeah. so much for him though. They people like I've I've had this happen in my league. People are coming at me with trades for Gronk, and they they want me to give them Gronk for Tevin Coleman and Devontae Freeman, and I'm just I don't think I can do that. Even though Gronk's not been as good as he's going to be when you know with Edelman coming back this week, I think that's going to change a lot for Gronk. But I, I still just can't pay that much for him. See, I would – well, I would give away Gronk if I was getting Devontae Freeman and Seven Coleman. Amen. No, no, no <laughs> issue. That would be like a no-brainer. They're just throwing the ball around so much, though. Like it's, you, it doesn't matter. Got... Coleman's still scoring a bunch of points. And Freeman scored – actually, Freeman was looking really good before he got hurt in week one. He was one of the only people that looked good in week one. It's just like John Madden said, the person that scores the most points is going to win the game. <laughs> yeah. I mean, for me, the good news is that if you have both of them, you can decide – who's healthy and who's not. If you don't, then you're just screwed. So my feeling is if you have, you know, Dalvin Cook and you're freaking out, you know, find someone who's up running back. But to me, I, I know I'm a little bit different on this. I actually think you can trade low if you're zero and four because you just need someone who's actually going to be on the field. Yeah. You, you know what I'm saying? I mean, that – and I know that's an unpopular thing to say, but I think that's it. And then also um, it's – very important to note that you have a ton of points, but you're not winning. Like, I'm one in three in a league where I have the second most points out of everyone in the whole league. I'm staying the course. Like, you know what I'm saying? I'm not zero and four, but I'm one and three. But I have the second most points out of everyone. It's going to adjust for me. It's going to be fine. Right. Just kind of staying with your team, not freaking out. Don't, like, go hit right. everything up in the waiver wire. I mean, but when you do get to the waivers, I mean, there, there are those people in those leagues, and, and I know a lot of people have them, where they just won't trade. Like, they just are completely against it. I, I've been in a league like that before. It's the worst. But the unfortunate thing is they exist. So, I mean, some of these running backs that are that are still pretty much, like, sitting around on, on the waiver wire out there, I know, like, Naheem Hines for the Colts, he had a big day. And I, I, don't, I think it was you that said you're, you're not touching anything in Indianapolis this year. I'm not it's, loving it. I, listen, he had a big day. I have nothing wrong with Hines. I think if you're in a full point PPR, he's obviously worth an ad. Um, but I, the guy has yet to have more than five carries in a game. So right. you're, you're basing this off of them just constantly throwing to him the whole time. He's only had one other double-digit fantasy game so far this season, and that was in week one at Washington and at Philadelphia. It was like seven and nine points. It's fine, but the idea that he's going to have 28 points every week is just, in my opinion, not going to happen. Now, next week, he's going to be huge, especially if T.Y. Hilton, Hilton sits, especially if Jack Doyle stays down. I mean, th- there are reasons to believe he'll be big next week at New England, but other than that, I, I still think it's a little dicey, and we don't know what this will look like without Mar- with Marlon Mack there. A healthy yeah, Marlon Mack will change everything. Like, for a couple weeks until until Mack comes back. Yeah, but we're not quite sure when that is yet. Yeah. So I'm just not blowing all my. I know some people are like going all in on Naheem Hines based off of one performance. They're t- putting a lot of fab money on it. They're going crazy. I just don't think this team's going to utilize their running backs enough for me to be excited about them on a week-to-week basis. I just think I'm still going to feel uncomfortable. But I certainly think he's worth picking up and then trading away if you can, again, if they do trades. If you're in a situation, though, I love that you brought this up. A lot of leagues, they barely do trades. I'm in a lot of leagues like that, frankly. And I'm not huge on trades either and because usually I like my teams. But I will say this. Pay attention to the smaller positions like defense and kicker people ignore these situations and that could win you your league like honestly the five points may be the difference between you being zero and four or one and three right now 
I know there were a couple times for me that that happened in some leagues. So pay attention. And, and, and it is actually pretty easy to project picker, kickers. Um, and people say that it isn't, but that is completely untrue. Uh, Josh Lambeau should be a huge pickup for you. Brandon McManus is another big pickup. You want to have guys that kick 50 yarders. It's, it's actually pretty solid. Sure. Or just guys that can kick PATs. I mean, you know, yeah. at least get three points better than there's zero. Oh, I got a question for you. You're talking about defenses. I'm in a league where the defense gets punt and kick return yards. Have you ever been in a, in a league like that? I have, yes. Do you like that or not? I hate it. I don't like it at all. I don't like it because it's less um, predictive. Yes. You right. don't know what's going to happen. Yeah, exactly. And so I don't like that. My problem with defense is uh, you can't do it in this. You can't project it in the same way from a fantasy perspective as the other positions because the settings are different in every league. It's the most random settings for defense. So I never say this this team's going to score necessarily more points. But what I do is I say these are the bad offenses that I'm targeting and I will play any defense that's playing them. You know, and so that is what you want yeah, to see every time do it. Yeah, anyone who's playing the Bills, right? Anyone's playing the Jets. Oh, yeah. the, you know, these are the games that you want to target those offenses, and that's what I mean by it. Because regardless of the settings, I know they're going to score some points. And see, I'm in that situation this week because I feel like I made one of the greatest defensive pickups of all time this year by picking up the Bears just because of the the, the one factor of having Khalil Mack there. So I got my bye week coming up. Um, you know, they didn't actually – I mean, they, they, they pretty much shredded. I mean, they got like 12 points last week, I believe. But it is what it is. But they played, you know, the Bucks. Fitzmagic's done. That's over with. That team's – I feel like that team's about to go back to just complete trash. Um, you know, we saw Rojo come out. But when you start having this, I mean, for this week alone, like a lot of people have the Bears now. It's one of the hottest defenses. So I know in our waiver on our waiver wire, there's really not a whole lot of options at all for defense. So I mean, when you're thin on defense, I mean, this week, me personally, like you were talking about the Jets, um, I'm I'm actually really really leaning towards the Broncos defense. But then again, after the performance that we saw on Monday, I'm just kind of up in the air with it. Well. They were but who playing, were they playing? Yeah, I would say Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> a little different than Sam Darnold. Darnold. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't want to, you, know, uh, you know, put some water on that, but I, I would say the Broncos are fine. Uh, I think anyone's fine. Again, if the other team is making mistakes, it actually doesn't matter what the defense is doing. Like, if they're just putting the ball on the ground or they're just not being able to score points, if they're just – throwing wild interceptions, then then it really uh, – all of these guys – and here's the thing, too. Even bad defenses are still made up of NFL-caliber players. Right. Right? They're still elite They made the athletes. cut. Yeah. They are so much better than everyone else, it's irrational. So if they're given a ball directly into their hands, they're going to be able to do something. So right. That's the difference for me. I agree with you. I I did actually have a, another mailback question about this too, where a guy was like, "I don't want to drop anyone on my team. Is it okay for me to take a zero in my defense because I have the Bears?" And my feeling is, if you have a winning record, maybe because you also don't want to drop the Bears and then pick up a defense and have them get two points or negative points for crying out loud, you know. So I, I yeah. don't know. I mean, it, I think it depends on the the structure of your team, uh, but. 
I'm personally not dropping the Bears anywhere that I have them. So no, not at all. I'm See, I got lucky. I get, I get to let go of Fitzpatrick now because I know that they're oh, going to yeah. put Winston back in there. So I got lucky with it. But So I got a flyer spot now. But um, but yeah, it's it's been crazy, and I know last week too. I just I had to give a little bit of praise to my boy Tariq Cohen. He finally paid off. Um, <laughs> I took this guy, and like I literally tweeted out last week, and, and I big apologies for anybody that did drop him last week. But I was just like, I'm done with Tariq. This week rolls up, and I'm just sitting there, and I'm like, you know what? My my mind's telling me no, but my body is telling me yes. Had to get a little R. Kelly in there with it. Mm-hmm. And uh, it, it paid off. It paid off very well. I'm very excited about that. Everybody pretty much told me I was just smoking a ton of crack for that one. But uh, but who's laughing now? <laughs> <laughs> no, I think it's really good. I I still think that's probably going to be a frustrating situation over there. Oh, yeah. Jordan Howard's going to bounce back. I see that happening. Yeah, I would <laughs> Oh, please don't even don't even tell me that right this point. I'm ready to drop him. He's like, coming back. It's Tariq, so Tariq can't oh, continue God. doing this every week. I mean, it's just that there's too much of a hybrid offense. Trib, Trib doesn't hand it off. He freaking throws Mr. it. Trubisky looked like a god this week. No lies. Yeah, he did. Yeah, that what, six that touchdowns. Is unreliable as well. Get out. I, I yeah. listen. <laughs> Jordan Howard had two great games so far this season. One okay game and then one really bad game. I don't know what happened last week. I'm still confused, uh, but that's not normal. Uh, other than the fact that they knew Tampa Bay, you can throw on Tampa Bay to such an irrational degree. They are over 100 more passing yards allowed than any other team in the National Football League in four weeks. That's crazy. And it's, and it's more surprising because you would think that you would see that from how, how, how bad the Saints defense has been with that as well. And that's been another huge disappointment. But um, but that, that goes back to a lot that we're talking about with just a lot of these new rule changes and everything, too. I mean, how much I've been kind of picking everyone's brain that's been on the show with us. I mean, how how much to, to what effect do you think that these rule changes are really affecting the, the offenses and and how many fantasy points we're actually seeing being put up this year? Uh, I think it is a little bit about the rule changes. I also think that people are just finally smartening up as to like what works and what doesn't. I think that the Eagles winning the Super Bowl was a big wake up call for people in terms of actually using analytics, in terms of being creative with the play calling, in terms of going for it on fourth down, in terms of, um, you know, uh, believing in, in your, you know, uh, the people throwing the ball and the people catching the ball, you know, and, and making that happen and, and kind of getting away from this, you know, you got to, you know, control the clock, pound the rock kind of thing. And that's the only way to win games ends up the way you win games is scoring more points. And the Rams are, you know, part of that ilk as well. Kansas city is looking that way right now. And actually Kansas city looked that way last year too, with Alex Smith, they had a great offense. Right. So, I give, I give all the credit to Andy Reed's waffle house menu for that one. Absolutely. Um, <laughs> the Waffle House is like, I mean, I will get that, like, what is it, the, the Hungry Man or whatever? The, the, the All-Star. All-Star. Oh, yeah. yeah. The Hungry Man is something else. I think it's like Village Inn. But Village yeah, Inn. Yeah, that's some old school <laughs> right there. Uh, but, yeah, I think that's what it is, too. I think the Eagles winning the Super Bowl was a big eye-opener for people because everyone just assumed that the Patriots were going to walk away with that. Yeah, it was, it was so boring last year watching it, too. But, you know – They've got a new hot ad, too, and we, we've been talking about him with Josh Gordon. And after last week, I mean, just kind of watching every other wide receiver get a piece of that action, I was really upset. And I know a lot of other people out there that threw him in the flex spots or in their wide receiver two spots were upset. With uh, Hogan and Edelman coming back, 
do you see Josh Gordon getting any love at all? No. I mean, listen. Th- oh, don't tell me that, Brandon. Yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> but historically speaking, wide receivers start off very, very slow in this offense. It's a complex offense. They're going to talk him up. They're going to make it so that the defense has to, like, respect him. And they should. That's true. And I'm sure he'll have a couple big games here or there. But in terms of, like, feeling good about starting him, the only person I feel good about starting on that team, um, like, genuinely great about, is James White. That Talk about consistency. That guy is just... I think that the problem with Josh Gordon right now and Tom Brady is that he doesn't really fit what Tom Brady's doing. Tom Brady's doing short passes. um, Nothing really all that exceedingly creative in terms of play calling. And he doesn't know the playbook. He wasn't there all offseason. He wasn't even in his own team for the offseason. You know, I don't know. Listen, it's been five years since he's been an elite fantasy talent, and I think it's going to end up being six. Uh, Unless they break the rules and let him smoke weed before the game. Yeah, we don't know what a a sober Josh Gordon is like, though. No, but it's true, and I I think that's part of it. And I also think it's really They always say them them pads are cheaters. Man. I mean, Lance Armstrong got away with it forever, too, so I don't know. Very true. Very true. It's it's one of those crazy because I I personally I mean I know a lot of people kind of had him up on the trade block and I actually made a trade with Jordan and now I'm like kicking myself in the foot for it. Yeah, uh, and you're probably about to roast me to no end, but I uh, he hyped he hyped Josh Gordon up to me for years. He pretty much like planted the seed and infiltrated, and so now it's like he straight up made, we made the trade last week for Brandon Cooks for for Josh Gordon. So I'm a little uh, I'm a little hurt, a little upset. <laughs> I just think if you look at the historical numbers of wide receivers starting with the Patriots, it's a slow start. Very I, true. I don't see him being any different. And it's no offense to him. He, I wish him the best of luck. Um, I also do wonder why the Browns were like, yep, we got to get rid of him now. That's very dubious to me. It didn't make any sense at all to me either because now with Baker in there. And uh, you weren't on the show with us last week, Jordan, so I know you got to talk a little bit about your Baker love um, and, and how the impact. He actually started Baker Mayfield this week in his lineup against me. Um, yeah, I had to do it. I, I mean, he, he helped the team score 42 points. I mean, that's that's kind of got to go on the defense there. Are you I think he was Baker doing really well. Yet? No, yeah, I'm not going to play him anymore, though. I can't do it. Why? I just don't know, man. He's 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 new. I thought he was going to do better. I mean, if, if I'm playing, if I was playing in a ten man, I would. But playing in this twelve, I think I want to go with someone else. You want to trade? You want to trade him? Well, no, you have you have Drew Brees in our league, don't you, Brandon? So yeah, so you really don't need uh, you really don't need um, Baker at all. I so have Brees good. and Goff. She has Breeze and golf. Yeah, there's only like four. so you got two of the, like the like like most high scoring what uh, quarterbacks from last week now. No, but like, last week Drew Brees had eight points or something. It was, it was all running. It was all Alvin Kamara. So yeah. the thing is, like, I started Drew Brees instead of golf. Yeah. Oh. oh yeah, it was a real problem. So, oh yeah 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 yeah. And I I've been doing it all all year. I've been just starting the wrong one. That's the only problem when you have two really good ones is that you just mess up all the time. Man, I've had in this other league that I play in, I've had I'm one in three. The two that I've lost was only because I didn't start my lineup right. 
Yeah. And one of them was that one week that Jordan Howard did good, and I benched him that week. And we can't all have the crystal ball either each week. So yeah. I, I know I know that like that's why it's just good to spread out and have these other leagues. Like we're saying, like you know, I'm in I'm in six this year. So when I had golf last week, uh, have you heard of Sleeper? By the way, Brandon. What is that? Sleeper is a app. Um, it's uh, we do a lot on it. It's they they're literally breaking news faster than the Bleacher Report. It's insane how it's working. Um, it's like a, a fantasy football social network that also where you can you can actually play fantasy football there. There's chat uh, chat rooms, different forums um, that you can read. People asking questions. It's uh, it's really cool. If you don't have it, you should download it. Everybody should check out Sleeper. Um, really awesome app. You can get it on the uh, App Store and on the Google Play Store. So we, uh, in my sleeper league, I have J- had Jared Goff this week. I actually traded, um, I think it was Aaron Rodgers and Quincy Anumois for Josh Gordon and Jared Goff, and uh, it definitely played off for uh, for for Jared. But uh, I'm kind of missing Quincy Anumois now. But I mean, he's kind of just been mediocre. And I know you were hot on him earlier in the season too. So. Yeah, I like Winston and well, I still do. It's just that he's on the Jets. I mean, he can't throw himself <laughs> the ball. So Giselle would say. Uh, but yeah, I, you know, it, it is, um, he's still the number one guy. I, I, you know what I'm most frustrated with is Robbie Anderson. To me, Quincy Nunwa is still playable in the flex. I would still put him in there in a PPR league. And so many people were, like, so overhyped on Robbie Anderson. But like, I think a lot of people forgot all, of like, the off-field issues that he had. And that's what had me really skeptical. Because we had Howard on talking about it. And he was just like, it's going to be hot trash. And they came out and they had the big win on Monday night and opening week. And everyone just went just Sam Donald crazy, started picking everybody up. And, I mean, I personally thought that they would be, you know, they're a little bit better maybe now. But I thought that they were going to continue a pretty strong wave. So I was deceived. I was deceived pretty, pretty badly. So, so you see this going downhill from here on out? I mean, I don't, I don't see a lot of positivity here. Uh, they were actually playing okay against the Browns until Baker Mayfield came in. It, they're not all, it's not all his loss. It's just that definitely Sam Darnold's a rookie. Definitely Quincy Noon was the guy that you want to have if you're going to have a wide receiver there. Um, and it's definitely Isaiah Crowell if you have a running back there. But none of it's sexy. Like all Isaiah. I was going to say, too, you know Isaiah paid $13,369 to wipe his ass with a football that actually had the fine come out <laughs> when he played the Browns? He paid that much money for that, for unsportsmanlike conduct. It's, it's, that's insane. That's I hope he enjoyed that. Yes, I hope he enjoyed it. But, yeah, he, he surprised me a lot, too. He's been really running really well now, um, you know, better than, than I thought he was going to do. I was super, super low on him in the beginning of the year. So, I mean, I guess it's just more of a matchup thing with him, though. Um, but but they are definitely relying heavily. I don't really I, – I can't say that I'm a big Bilal Powell fan. I dropped him. Then Jake Seeley picked him up. So, obviously, he's got some kind of value for him to be 4-0 and have him on his team chilling there. Uh, but him with the no kickers is killing me big time. I know we were talking – I was supposed to mention that a little bit earlier. I wanted to talk about how he's not doing the kickers at all, and he's 4-0 now. So, I mean, he's just, like, here proving his point. But um, for him to pick him up, I don't know if maybe there's something up his sleeve. I mean, have you have you known Jake really long? Like, have you known him or do you personally know him? Yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. And, uh, yeah, I mean, he's so weird about the kicker thing. But really, it's just that he has a really good team. I mean, that's why. Um, but, listen, if you do not have – I mean, right now he has Saquon Barkley, Christian McCaffrey, Golden Tate, Cooper Cup, 
guess Tevin Coleman, Demarius Thomas, Quincy Nunwa, who we spoke about, and Bilal Powell, like you said, um, Mike Williams, David Njoku. I mean, but but he has really hit it with those running backs and those and those wide receivers so far. So um, that's great. But I, not playing a kicker is just ridiculous. And he knows that I think that okay. <laughs> I'm fine. the same way. I think the he kicker's knows. a. I think it's a pivotal part of football, so it should be a big part of fantasy football as well. Yeah, um, and I think that it's fun when it's there because it it rewards people that pay attention, you know. And I mean, in this particular case, he's he's done a really good job, and he is a, he is a nut bucket. I mean, he is this is all he does all the time, and that's amazing. And he is hyper focused on making sure he's actually really good to it reigning in how many leagues he's in. He's very good it's, at that. It's a beautiful life. It's a beautiful life yeah. for him for sure. I asked him if I could borrow his crystal ball, but he hasn't gotten back to me yet. Mm. <laughs> what a but, jerk. Big time jerk. So um, this week, too, another thing that I saw, um, is it too early to say if the Titans are an official dark horse team? Oh, you're talking to the wrong person. I mean, I think the Titans are terrible. Really? I I really think they're just terrible. They're they're finding ways to win games. I know. I know. And that's what's really upsetting to me. And when they won that playoff game, I just lost it. I was like, that is the worst team that's ever won a playoff game. I don't understand. I I, but listen, I you know, in terms of fantasy, uh, they're they're not. There's not much there. Obviously, it's Corey Davis, and that's it. I don't Corey Davis. Corey Davis did really well this week. Uh, I know he was picked up really late in drafts. Supposedly, I know some people were really high on him. But uh, that gets into another thing too. Is that the? Uh, it seems like the wide receiver two position has really been blowing up. Uh, one guy in particular that I can think of recently has been Calvin Ridley. And uh, if he can continue this pace that he's on, he's showing himself to be rookie of the year wide receiver. And I I hate to admit it. I thought DJ Moore was going to be that guy this year. I was really thinking he was going to be a lot more involved in the, uh, the Carolina offense. And I mean, there's still a lot of time for him to be, but I just thought early on he was going to pop off. But uh, I think Jordan, Jordan took the cake on this one when he, uh, when he made his pick early in this earlier before the season started. But um, right now with him, I mean, if you're having the issues at the wide receiver, he's definitely somebody you want to look at. Um, who are some other guys that you're taking a look at right now for people that are struggling at the wide receiver position that are really looking to kind of fill some voids? Well, I still think that Robert Woods has the least sexy name out of all of the wide receivers for the Rams. So I think if you are in a league that trades, you might be able to get some value for him. Um, because there are two other obviously very good wide receivers on the team as well with Brandon Cooks and Cooper Cup. So um, I really like him. Uh, you know, we can sit here and talk about how great Stefan Diggs is, and I will agree with every single word of that. But Adam Thielen is the highest scoring PPR wide receiver in the National Football League right now. That's my boy. Number one. And so I just laughed because everyone thought that he'd be a bust, and they were all like, it's going to be Stefan Diggs for sure. And listen, no. it just isn't. <laughs> and like, I and I love Stephon Diggs. And listen, he's obviously a top twenty guy as well. So uh, again, that's kind of one of those things. But I think Tyler Boyd is the one that I'm most excited about. Um, we've never seen a legit, 
wide receiver opposite AJ Green. Really, he's sucking. He's sucking the the passes away from my boy AJ though, and that's that's what's killing me. But yeah. he's just. Uh, but man, you can't deny it. Like I mean, and and everyone thought that we were going to see another mediocre year out of the Bengals as well. And Andy Dalton's really mm-hmm. shocked me as well. So I know he's pretty much swooped, swept up now, and everybody's uh, he's stashed somewhere else. Somebody's bench or in a lineup. But uh, these Bengals are killing. It's just the way that everything's kind of panning out now for the the way that the teams are rolling. That those are just that that was a big shock to me. Yeah. I really didn't know what to think about the Bengals at all this year. So seeing Tyler Boyd coming out the way he is, and then AJ Green. I mean, he he had his big game, but I mean, he's still going to get you those points that you need. I think I think normally if you can have a wide receiver get you around fifteen to twenty points every week, you're you're in the clear. You're good. And you I'll don't always this, need it. Will Fuller is hurt but if you can trade low for will fuller if he is on the field he gets nine to like 12 targets. you guys it's unbelievable he always scores a touchdown he even scored a touchdown last week even though he got hurt and now kiki cootie's coming in and people love him and i love his name do you love me Mm. are you riding no we should are you gonna do a video where you can get out in the car and do the dance now and send it to us. I, I live in New York. I don't have a car, but someone oh, needs man. to do this. I do it in a cab. Do it in a cab. <laughs> Get Catch an Uber. Yeah, <laughs> totally. I don't know if they'd like me anymore. But yeah, but listen, Kiki's on the wave of wire. You got to pick him up. But then also, like, if you can get Will Fuller as well, these two guys are are monsters. I don't understand. Also, monster Sterling Shepard, guys. Whenever, if, as long as Evan Ingram's out, Sterling Shepard is a must play because Eli Manning's skill set cannot get the ball to Odell Beckham it's unbelievable and Eli Manning is a real problem and Eli Manning likes to fall down a lot too always <laughs> because I feel bad for his offensive line I know that everyone's used that as a scapegoat for years that it's totally untrue by the way when you look statistically at the rushes and the sacks and things like that he actually has not been hurried or sacked as much as other people in the NFL for years like it's a lie but now that they're shoring things up, now that he has all the weapons in the world, it's still not happening. There's one person that's consistent here. It's Eli Manning, and I don't know why we have to continue having this conversation. So, uh, Too but much of a person. puppet show going on up there in the Meadowlands. Oh, <laughs> I just I, – it frustrates me. I, and once they got Eric Flowers out of there, I was like, okay – can we not talk about his offensive line anymore and just talk about Eli? Because it's a, he's a liability for fantasy owners. He really is. He's killing was, Odell. It, it, it's terrible. And it, he has, has he still not gotten a touchdown? Odell? Yeah, no, I don't think he has. But he's, he's got a lot of yards. Yeah, though, he's, that's all He's that Julio Jonesing this for us. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, and you know what? Listen, you guys, the, the Julio Jones thing is, is real. Uh, he only averaged five touchdowns per game over the last or per season over the last five years. I believe I saw I that. I saw that, that today. He's yeah. uh, he's big mad now because you got Calvin in the building. I mean, I just I, I don't I I've never really been a big fan of Julio at all. I, I never went out of my way to draft him. Um, I know Jordan Jordan's had him in a couple of leagues, but I mean, you're pretty much feeling the same way. You got to be feeling the same way at this yeah, point. Yeah, I've never I've never had Julio. I've no. never had him, never wanted him, no. The only, only time I wanted him was, what was the game? Didn't he have, like, game last year with, like, 200 yards and no touchdowns? He always does that. But that's the problem, and that's why he ends the season with, like, 1,400 yards every year. But that's yeah. because he has these massive games. And they're great. Like, don't get me wrong. And I actually, I love Julio Jones' talent, and he is incredibly good. But it is weird that he has a mental block in the red zone because it's not just that they don't target him. When they do target him, he doesn't catch the ball. It's weird. 
it's like a mental block. I don't know what the deal is. So something um, scarred him. Yeah. It's got to go back to Alabama days. We got to blame it on Tuscaloosa. Yeah, but Trust me, Julio Jones, the only guy in the NFL right now with five over 500 receiving yards. My gosh. Yeah. It's, it's just insane that he can't make the yeah. red zone happen. But that's that's what that's why people steer away from him. And that's why he's been so steered away from, I feel like, this year. I mean, if he if he's there, you gotta take him, of course, in your drafts. Um, but I mean right now, um tr- trading wise, I mean, is there is there really anything that, that can be given up for something like I guess if you're like really, really hurting. But I just I feel like he's just somebody that he gets taken, he just sits there and you're just kinda like Eh, the whole season because you like, have to stick just with poking him. at him, just poking him like, hey, yeah, do something with a stick. Hey, <laughs> you yeah, got the yards, just get in the red zone, just make it happen for us. Standard leagues is a tragedy. I yeah, feel for standard that. leagues. I had him ranked actually quite a bit lower. I, you know, you, you just you don't have that PPR floor with him if you aren't playing in non PPR. Even if you're in half point PPR, uh, the difference is is stark. It really is. Have you been – I know I'm changing the subject kind of here now, but it's just got me thinking about it a lot. been, like, really shocked um, at Patrick Mahomes, or did you kind of have a feeling this would happen? I have been uh, – yeah, I mean, I, I definitely did not think that he was going to be that big of a deal coming in. I thought he would, like, have some great games and some mug games. Um, I don't think we've seen the mug games yet. But, you know, we felt this way about Deshaun Watson, and Deshaun Watson's been okay this season, but he hasn't been the guy that everyone thought that, you know, he should be the number one quarterback taken off the board. I was upset. I was upset with He Deshaun. came back this week, though. He did, he, did, he did his thing this week. Yeah, but I think once you get tape on these guys, it's just different. Like, right now, what defenses aren't doing that you're going to see happen because it's so clear. And, again, like, I obviously don't coach in the NFL, so, you know, I can't make any impact here. You have to contain Patrick Mahomes in the pocket. It's more about containment. Um, I almost think he's more comfortable throwing on the run than he is. Yeah, with his left hand. Yeah, I think he's actually <laughs> more comfortable doing that than he is with like a like a classic pocket passer. So I think that once defense is realizing that it needs to be more of a containment thing, they need to have a spy on him because he's not like a technically mobile quarterback. As in, like he's not getting like you know crazy rushing yards. He's not like a Tyrod Taylor or something like that. But what he is is that he's a mover and a shaker behind the line of scrimmage. And so they need to have someone there to just contain him. Big time. And the game's going to come. I mean, it's got to happen this way. I mean, the, he still has zero interceptions. Just been, it's been magical what he's done. I was a big believer in him. I've already said it too many times, so I'm not going to go back into it again. I'm just really happy to see something working now. Uh, that That is just seeing another exciting person come in. He is this year's Deshaun, Deshaun Watson for sure. Hope he stays healthy. Um, and I mean, every game that I, I watch him play, and it's just I always look forward to that game each week just because of getting to watch him play again and just see what he can do. Um, again, he didn't have the big, you know, didn't put up the big points like everybody thought that he was going to continue to put up. That's normal. That happens. Um, you still got an amazing quarterback. I think uh, Mike Dempsey picked him up. He got him. I was, I was pretty upset. I wanted him. Everybody wanted him that. <laughs> I'll say this, though. The, the Mahomes hype has really kind of hidden, and, and, and the Fitzmagic, really kind of hidden some of the other really good stories at quarterback. For instance, Matt Ryan, after his week one collapse, has been the second highest scoring fantasy quarterback overall, including that horrible performance in week one. Um, he looks great. 
Like he is I just realized that today because Jordan brought that to my attention. Jordan, you got some news you want to share? <laughs> no, not really. I'm just listening, man. Uh, I keep, it keeps on <laughs> me, so I'm trying to keep it on steady. Yeah. No, that's what I was saying. You actually, you were telling me you picked him up. You got him on the waiver wire today, which was that's uh, crazy. Oh, no. I, I got <laughs> what? Two weeks ago. Two weeks ago, I, I have Cam Newton, and uh, I picked him up two weeks ago. I think was a week. What a week is it? Was week two? I picked him up yeah. on my bench, and I played him this week for Cam's bye. Yeah, I knew. I knew as soon as I seen him start connecting with with Calvin Ridley like that, that he wasn't going to be like a. He was. He's kind of been like we've always like you said earlier that they haven't had a number two wide receiver, so he's been stuck on Julio so much, and then Julio has that mental block in the red zone, so then Ryan wouldn't get the touchdowns. It would usually go to. Uh, the running backs there, you know, whether it be in uh, Coleman or Freeman. And that's why I'm, that's why earlier I said I didn't want to trade for Coleman or Freeman now because it's like Matt Ryan can show his ability to be able to throw the football because he has more than one, you know, one, one big playmaker guy in that passing offense. I love it. And keep in mind, Brandon, this is in the home league. This isn't in this isn't in the pro league. So no, if if, if I saw Matt Ryan in the pro league, I'd be very worried. <laughs> on the well, way you'd be surprised. <laughs> I was really high on Matt Ryan coming into this season, and I knew he had a bad matchup in Week One. But I, for me, I always think long term when I'm drafting. I'm not thinking about Week One. Some people are. I do the I'm same thinking. thing. So I went on many shows where I was like, "Listen, I'm not going to drop Matt Ryan because he has a bad matchup." I'm holding on to him and I'm playing him and then like life happens, but like, I know what I've got rest of the season. And, um, but you'd be surprised that I, so I went late round quarterback this year, like extreme in the leagues, especially that I'm doing my best in where I took my two quarterbacks. I took, I took back to back quarterbacks in my two rounds before my defense and kicker in like the majority of my leagues. And I would get Matt Ryan and like a Blake Bortles or a Jared Goff. And those are two. Those are two of the top ten players this year. And that day. was really hot. That was really hot thing to do this year. I did that, yeah. and I got Jimmy Garoppolo. So now I'm uh, I'm scattering around. I'm actually thinking about streaming in the pro league. I'm at that point because I have Tannehill, and I'm really scared. Don't, don't do it. There's only eight. <laughs> op- there's only eight options of starting quarterbacks in the pro league right now. Yeah, on I the know. waivers. I know. And it's 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 uh, disheartening. I hate to see Garoppolo go down the way he did. A lot of people. And we talked about it last week too. Of who you should kind of be targeting and looking at. Unfortunately, you scooped up Baker, and uh, that was a guy that I was going to kind of look at. But yeah, I'm uh, I'm really nervous with Tannehill. I don't really know what's going to happen. I'm, I guess I'm going to see you know what goes down uh, this week. I know that they're going to be playing in Cincinnati, so it's uh it's I'm a little indifferent He's about to it. Big time. But uh, one, one thing I catch. One thing I do want to, to put out there uh, before we all go, um, though, I want to give uh, each of our matchups. Like, which which matchup are you looking forward to this week, uh, Brandon? What what's the one that that you you can't wait to watch? You're ready to see what goes down for fantasy wise and just for the NFL fan mm-hmm. inside of you. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, it's interesting because um, two teams in big time flex flux right now are going to be on bye in week five right the bears and the bucks which i find Correct. really fascinating uh because uh it was one of my favorite games to watch last week where i was like wow this is so totally any given sunday and why you need to not just give into the hype right um, they needed a lot of rest the bucks the bucks need to reevaluate their life and the bears uh, i know trubisky probably really need to ice that arm extra long right um. <laughs> exactly and so i find it just really fascinating because i would love to see how they would both 
follow up on those games. And that's what I kind of get excited about is seeing how people will follow up on games where they either did really well or really poorly. Uh, I'm most excited probably from a fantasy perspective to see the Falcons at the Steelers. Um, no one's playing defense. Everyone's just throwing the ball around. You do you. Score all the points. Uh, Steelers is still a place right now where you can be playing because uh, they're, you know, they don't have terrible weather at this point yet, so everything's going to be fine there. Uh, from a personal standpoint, um, I'm very interested to see the Vikings at the Eagles. Uh, it's the, probably a game I don't want anyone for fantasy, to be entirely honest with you. Uh, but we thought more of both these teams coming in. I, I feel like I need to see something from them. So right now, I still feel like I'm a little bit in fact-finding mode. Like, who are these teams? Um, and also, Mahomes playing at home against the Jaguars is going to be a pretty big um, order. So we may see some interesting That's going to be the game. Though. Yes, yeah. that's what I'm looking at myself. And then the other one, just uh, that for fantasy, that's the game that I'm really uh, interested in. I know I'm a big Dante Moncrief believer. Um, I, I really am thinking that we're about to start seeing a lot more production out of him just from last week kind of getting up there um, and, and getting the points that he had. I mean, he was in the 20s, so I was excited to see that he was on my bench, unfortunately. <laughs> but I might have to swap him out in my flex this week for sure. And then um, just on the NFL point of me, obviously, you know, I'm a Saints fan. I'm ready to see this Monday night game against the Redskins. Um, just with the defense, the way it's been, I want to see what Christian Thompson has to do on the other side of the ball. I know last year he had a pretty big game. I think they went into overtime last year when they played the Redskins as well, and they were in the Dome too. And then just getting to watch Breeze, uh, you know, get the, uh, the, the passing record. I really think this is going to be the game we're going to see it happen, and I'm I'm super excited about that. Hopefully he can hold that thing as long as Tom Brady doesn't stay in the league until he's 70. Um, we should be fine. <laughs> Very possible, though. Yeah. What you got, Jordan? I want to see the Texas showdown, Cowboys and Texans, because I want to see if the Cowboys are going to continue and help my fantasy team and actually use this guy, Ezekiel Elliott, use him like he's supposed to be used, and he actually becomes fantasy relevant again. Because I drafted him in four leagues' first pick this year, and it has destroyed me. I mean, he's done okay, but the way I see, like, uh, James Conner, you know, Tyreek Hill, people that weren't even drafted, you know, in the the first round, uh, Adam Thielen, just, just, you know, Alvin Kamara, which, I mean, he went in the first round too. But the way I've seen all these other players just get these outrageous points, and I see, you know, Ezekiel Elliott with 16 and 19 points in, like, week two and three, it was just completely upsetting. So, uh, hopefully I see a high-scoring game. Deshaun Watson does what he does again. The Cowboys have to throw, dump that ball off to Ezekiel Elliott again. I can hopefully retain my one and three record in three leagues. Big prayers go out to all the Zeke Elliott owners out there too, because that, that blows. Oh, no leagues. way. No way. Uh-uh. Zeke Elliott is the fifth highest scoring fantasy run- running back in PPR leagues right now. Do you, again, did you hear what I talked about when I said my running backs? Do you know how many people have Leonard Fournette and Dalvin <laughs> Cook? They hate you. Everybody I, hates I you. It. Are you serious? <laughs> Everybody else, everybody else has just has just just blown out the water every week, and just to see him get you know fourteen and sixteen, he's got he's got the yards. But the the way I was watching the games, whenever I was watching the games, every single play Zeke would run a hook route right in right in front of Dak and be wide open right in front of Dak every single time, and Dak would just ah, and he hook it over here to Cole Beasley. Cole Beasley just missed the ball. He just Zeke Elliott's points. 
should be a lot better than they are right now if they use him better. He should be getting 30 to 35 points every single week. And, and I was he's never I had really less needed. than 17 points in a game. He's fantasy greedy. He's expecting he's like the greedy. 30 burgers. Yeah. <laughs> You're expecting Alvin <laughs> Kamara numbers. Yeah, okay? that's why you draft Alvin Kamara that's and not right. Ezekiel Elliott. Right? Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, I, I will say this. I completely agree with you. One of my biggest disappointments I did want to put in here is that I actually thought Michael Gallup would be the number one wide receiver of the rookies because he was in a great position. I think it's a travesty how they're not using him and he had a big deep ball this week i think there's a possibility he actually kind of starts breaking out here um as we get down the stretch as well they have to get something going with that passing game i don't know what Dak's doing but you're right i mean i'll agree with you on that Dak is like lost like a pony i don't get it des bryant sitting at the house with his robe on just just laughing just watching every game that goes by each week and i'm i'm so upset because i thought hearns was going to be the man and every along with everybody else like, I really thought Al- Alan Hearns was going to bring something. He was going to kind of bring Cole that. Beasley. I really did. I thought it was going to be Colby's just because he was, like, the only one there that was, you know, the, there the year before, you know, knew the system and everything. I thought it was going to be Colby's, but he obviously just can't hold to damn football. So They're all bad. They're all bad yeah. right now. There's not one good one out there. And that's why I thought Michael Gallup could maybe break through because I was like, well, there's no one else. But it doesn't matter. They're just – they're not going to do it. So the only way they can do anything, you're right, is with, with Ezekiel Elliott. I think you're right, though. He's going to have more 30-point games coming up. And he, he's, had, he's had one touchdown in three games. For Ezekiel Elliott, I think, I think that it should, it should definitely those numbers should be higher. You know, at least, at least two in one game would be nice. I mean, you, now, last game, he ran at 25 for 152, and he he uh, got four receptions for 88 yards and, and that well, receiving touchdown, which really helped him out. Yeah. I mean, if Howard was terrible. here, he'd be screaming, what's in the box? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Straight up. But no, but yeah, I just uh, I think that the Cowboys, the Cowboys fans, just everything. Oh. It's just after that all comes down to it. When you really think about Cowboys fans in general, I know some good ones out there, but for the most part, it's just like this is what happens. So <laughs> this is what happens when you act the way you do sometimes. But it's sad. But it's fantasy fantasy wise, yes. Definitely should see more out of your first rounder. A lot of people are disappointed. David Johnson was a huge disappointment so far. But the beauty of it is season is far from over. We have a lot more to come, just like we do next week. Brandon, I want to thank you so much for being on the show tonight. Congratulations again on your new job with the NFL Network. I think that is awesome. Guys, make sure you head over to NFL.com, read that article. It drops this Friday, correct? Yeah, yeah, it's going to be this Friday, and uh, yeah, I'm, I'm I'm pretty stoked. It's been a really great season doing an article for Sportsline, a couple articles for The Athletic, and then always the videos with Fantasy Alarm and our boy Howard Bender, and the live feed's always on Thursday and Sundays, so make sure you check that, check that out, because that's where I get to all the questions. It's just hard to get all the questions, but the live feed, it's, it's just bam, 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 so... Beautiful stuff. And where can they follow you at on all of your social media accounts? Oh, yeah. So you can follow me. Mostly my fantasy stuff is on Twitter. So you can follow me at Brandon, her FFB, as in her fantasy football. And then um, you can also follow me on uh, Facebook, I guess, if you put in Brandon Marianne Lee and on Twitter at Brandon Marianne. So, um, or on Instagram, I'm sorry, at Brandon Marianne. So Insta, Insta, Insta fine. There we go. I'm supposed to get better at that. I think I'm just a little, I'm like, I am not old, but I'm just like a hint too old to like have been as into Instagram as everyone else. I'm trying really hard. 
I'm horrible at Instagram myself. I'm not. I'm not, I'm not big on it. <laughs> to have pictures, I'm just, you got to like travel a lot and have like take pictures by no. people's cars that aren't yours and stuff like that. Like that's how you have to live that life. I can't even yeah. do a kiki video because I don't have a car. I mean, I suck, <laughs> right? I mean, come on. Oh no, not at all, not at all. And uh, and we we also do this too. So Brandon, if you you're, it's your first time on our show, so uh, Jordan's not too hot on the uh, on the on the Twitter game. So we always ask him each week, where can they follow you at this week, Jordan, on Twitter? Carter 5. You can follow you on the Carter 5. Mm. Okay. Are you are you a Wheezy fan, Brandon? Do you like do you like do you like Lil Wayne? Um, I mean I wouldn't say like a fan, but I enjoy listening to music. Music is awesome. That's what we're all about here too, at Garage Guys. So everybody knows uh, on Spotify you can hit up the Garage Jams playlist. Uh we got everything there. But um but and you can check it out too. Go follow the uh, the soundtrack. We got a lot of cool new music on there. So if you're interested in finding new music, you know where it's at. Um, and also for a lot of people that don't know, I also am uh, writing now for uh, the Canal Street Chronicles, which is a SB Nation blog for the New Orleans Saints. Uh, doing my uh, my fantasy pickums each week, so you can check out my stuff there as well. Uh, for all the Garage fam that uh, that just just want to keep up with some Saints news, that's where you can hit me up at. But it's uh, been another great week. Again, one more time, thanks so much, Brandon. And, uh, guys, best of luck in week five. And we will see you back for week six to talk about all the action. Take care. Sports, party, peace. <laughs>